What is up, everybody? You are checking out the Uncensored Pressing Podcast. I am your host, Ant C, the Hot Commodity, and today we are covering WWE Friday Night SmackDown live from on August 11th, 2023, live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Where is Bret Hart when we need him? Uh, so this edition of SmackDown is the first edition after WWE SummerSlam. So this is the Fallout episode. And we start out with action right away with Asuka taking on Charlotte Flair. Uh, a little quick recap for those of you who missed it. You can check out our SummerSlam recap in the archives. But EO Sky cashed in her money in the bank to defeat the new WWE Women's Champion Bianca Belair to become the new Women's Champion. So these two women are just getting their claws at each other. And it was a decent match. A lot of action took place between these two. Damage control eventually came out. Bailey got on the apron. Asuka hits a code breaker. And then EO Sky nails a double missile dropkick. Referee rolls out big match. After the match, Bailey and EO Sky destroy Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Their women's champion EO and damage control showing their dominance. So my thought on that is will we see Charlotte Flair and Asuka team up now that damage control outnumbered them and attack them during their match? It seems like these two would. They have the history of teaming together. They were women's tag team champions back in 2019. I hate when this happens, but I do feel like we're in months coming up to the next big pay-per-view, which is Survivor Series. So I could see them doing that payback attack match between these two. However, I personally would like to see the women's title be defended, but we could see Asuka and Charlotte Flair teaming up to end damage control once and for all. Next, we see the United States champion Austin Theory backstage attacking Santos Escobar, nailing a back suplex onto a crate, and he slams a lid on Escobar's arm. Santos is supposed to be challenging for the U.S. title later tonight. Austin Theory just proving he does not care about his opponents and he is willing to do whatever it takes to remain champion, even injuring somebody. So we get our next match. Uh carrying cross with Scarlett taking on AJ Styles and me again. And uh thankfully this is a good match. I was happy with the outcome. Uh it seemed as if Carrying was gonna was gonna get the win after um Scarlet gets involved, but then Mia Yim ends up tossing Scarlet over the announce table, and AJ lands a Pele kick and a Styles Flash, and finally AJ Styles gets a victory over Karrion Cross with the help of Mia Yim, of course, being able to take out Scarlet, evening the odds, but it's good to see the Phenomenal one finally get a shot, get a win. I hope this storyline is over, even though I doubt it is, but I want to see AJ Styles challenge for uh, the title, the world title eventually, but we'll go there. Next, we have Edge coming out, and Edge is in his home country of Canada. Edge says, I need an excuse to get up here. I want a match in Toronto next week. I want a match with Sheamus. He's the reason I'm still here in this ring. He lit the fire in my butt. He did the Celtic Warrior workouts with Sheamus. I fell off a bike and thought I could go back in the ring after that moment. Sheamus came to my home and became a part of my family. After we beat each other up, I knew I was ready. That's when Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes come out. Sheamus says, would you like to see footage of it? And we see footage of Edge on the mountain bike hurting himself. 
and uh, he goes and they're just making fun of each other and so um, he goes with you being kind to me back in the day I wouldn't be here today Seamus says you got yourself a deal just hope you didn't make a mistake so next week we're getting Edge versus Seamus and a lot of people are proclaiming including Edge's doctor that this will be Edge's final match in WWE uh, it would be a great send off they're going to be in his hometown Toronto so it would be exciting to see that. However, uh, is Sheamus the right guy for that? Let me know. I think he is. I think they're going to have a hell of a match. I just hope they give Edge a proper send-off if that's the case. Next, we have LA Knight defeating Top Dollar with Hit Row and Short Faction after a BFT. Really nothing here. Just good to see LA Knight get a victory and continue his dominance here. Uh, he's going to keep moving up, I know for sure. We see Bobby Lashley backstage with the Street Profits, and he tells them that SmackDown is looking for new blood to run things. And it looks like Bobby Lashley's got a new group with him with the Street Profits. Will more be added? We'll have to see. Next, we have the United States title on the line. The champion, Austin Theory, taking on Santos Escobar, who comes out even though the doctor told him that you know he really shouldn't. Theory attacks Escobar from behind, and... After the attack, Rey Mysterio challenges Austin Theory for the title, and Adam Pearce makes it official. So Rey Mysterio defeats Austin Theory with a six foot nine drop of dime, and Rey Mysterio Hall of Famer is your new WWE United States Champion. What do you guys think of that? Having a Hall of Famer be United States Champion is he the right guy? Do you like Rey Mysterio as champion? That's going to be the question of the week. Uh, but yeah, let me know about that in the comments. But I personally don't know how I feel about this. If he keeps on competing, it will be good. But if it's just him winning and then him just, you know, showing up with the title, I want to see him title on the line defending it. And uh, I feel like he should have been put in the Hall of Fame next year if they were going to put a title on him. But who am I? Next, we have our last segment, the bloodline come out to the ring. Roman says, wise man, where's Jimmy? You haven't seen him. Talk to him. Paul says, I spoke with Jimmy this morning. He was rather salty with me. Jimmy Uso then shows up from the crowd. Roman says, I owe you one. Anything you want, name it. And Jimmy says, what I did at Summerson got nothing to do with you. Roman says, you know who I am. You want power. You want to be the new right-hand man. That's when Jay Uso comes out. And he grabs a mic from Jimmy. And Jay says, why did you do it? Jimmy says, I did what I did at SummerSlam because I love you. I was afraid to lose you. You would have become the tribal chief. Then what? You would inherit some power that makes you like him. Jimmy says, I would never be able to live if you became like Roman Reigns. And then Jimmy leaves. Roman says, you're stupid. Or, I'm sorry, Jay leaves. Roman says, you're stupid. It ain't about you or your brother. This night is about one thing. Acknowledge me. I'm sorry, Jimmy leaves. Jay super kicks Roman Reigns. Solo attacks. Nails a Superman punch. Well, I'm sorry. Roman gets hits Jay with a Superman punch. Um, but then Jay nails a super kick and a spare to Roman Reigns. Jay calls Jimmy down. Jay super kicks Jimmy. And then Jay looks at the camera and says, I'm out. I'm out of WWE. Deuces, deuces. So Jay Uso making a statement. He quits WWE after name, taking out Roman Reigns and his two brothers. He's been moved to the alumni section on the WWE website. And my question is, what does this mean for the storyline going forward? If Jay is really gone, 
what's going to happen. Obviously, I don't think he's really going from the company, but what's the next step in the storyline now that Jay has done that? Are we going to get Jay Uso versus Jimmy with Rikishi as a referee with this storyline? Who knows? I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe and stay uncensored.